1: As we kick off hour number two of the show, we bring in good friend of the show, Trey Wingo from the33team.com, also Caesars brand ambassador. And, Trey, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We do appreciate you. One of the biggest conversations that we're having around here is about Lamar Jackson and him uh, having the non-exclusive franchise tag hit on on him by Baltimore. How surprised were you when they they put that uh, that tag on him?
3: Uh, Good to be with you. Um, I was a little surprised, um, but what, what I'm actually really more surprised about Is how does the Ravens know what exactly the market is going to be for Lamar Jackson? That's sort of the key to the matter, right? It, It is interesting that all these teams that are quarterback needy, including the Las Vegas Raiders, suddenly have no interest in a former MVP of the NFL at the age of 26. Right, I find that to be a fascinating discussion.
1: Yeah, we do as well. <laughs> That's something that we've been talking about, and I said at the very end of the day, at least dip your toes into the conversation of what, what it would take to go get him because, again, like you said, the Raiders need a quarterback, and what bigger show would it be in Las Vegas than having Lamar Jackson there throwing the ball to Devontae Adams?
3: Yeah, look, there's a million ways you can talk about this, right? Well, he's been injured a lot is what I've heard, and there if he wants the fully guaranteed money, uh, that's a concern. Well, how do you know unless you have that conversation with him? Number two, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Patrick Mahomes roll his ankle in the divisional round this year? Yep. He got hurt. Uh, didn't Joe Burrow tear his ACL a couple of years ago? Yep. He got hurt. People are going to get hurt in the NFL. You still need a quarterback to play. So the question then becomes why is this sort of outlier issue with Lamar a bigger deal than it is with any other quarterback? And I. I find that really really interesting. Now look, we're we're early in the process here, mm-hmm. okay? You know, there's there's no rush because Lamar, before he can be traded in a situation like this, has to sign the tender. He doesn't have an agent, which I think really complicates things. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Ravens did do a deal with Roquan Smith, who's an inside linebacker, he didn't have an agent, but it's a very different deal doing a contract with an inside linebacker than a franchise quarterback. We all know. This, okay? And clearly there are some contracts out there that haven't gone well, but the contract that the Cardinals gave Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray's resume pales in comparison to the things that Lamar Jackson has already done. So, you know, if the Ravens, if they had really wanted to keep him, they never would have let it come to this. Right. And, and I, I, I do believe, Hugh, that on some level there are teams that are hesitant to say, well, look, if we put this contract together— the Ravens can match it. So why are we doing the work for the Ravens? And I understand that. But I also understand that all these teams that are suddenly not interested in Lamar Jackson couldn't have been more interested in Deshaun Watson, who is not the quarterback that Lamar Jackson is, hasn't had the things on his resume that Lamar Jackson has. And oh, by the way, he had 25 sexual assault allegations against him. Yet somehow they didn't seem to think that was a problem. And now we have a problem with Lamar Jackson? I find that interesting.
1: I did, too. Do you do you think that that's more of a Lamar Jackson thing, or do you think that's more of a guarantee contract in the NFL and the owner's not one to get out of control with this?
3: Well, that is the heart of the matter, isn't it? <laughs> because when the Deshaun Watson contract came down, the first owner to speak out against how bad that contract was, Ravens owner Steve Bisciotti, It was in March of 2022 at the league meetings, and he could not have push forth his feelings any stronger about how bad he felt that contract is. Now, it's one thing to think that a lot of owners think that way. It's another thing to prove that they colluded
4: mm-hmm. or they
3: are colluding against Lamar at this point. I'm not saying it's not a possibility, and I can tell you I've spoken with people at the NFL Players Association, and they said, yeah, they're keeping a very close eye on this because there's a, the quote was, there's a constant concern about owners colluding. But I, 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 this is a quarterback. In his prime. And people will say, oh, he injured his knee last year. Okay, maybe. But he also, I think part of that was a business decision for Lamar. Mm -hmm. He's like, look, I'm not going to go out there and potentially re-aggravate this knee when I don't have anything guaranteed to my name for next year. And if Daniel Jones can get a four-year contract, which is essentially a two-year contract, let's be clear, it's two years guaranteed $82 million. That's what it is. For his body of work, I'm Lamar Jackson. I'm like, yeah, double it
1: and we'll start there. Well, yep. I, I think that that's I think that that's fair and correct. Trey Winkle is our guest here on Reddish Radio 920 say, Rough this, is my man Demond's got one for you.
2: Yeah, when you said double it if you were Lamar, when we see the money that's been doled out already this week when you have Daniel Jones getting a new contract, Derek Carr his contract with New Orleans and Geno Smith with Seattle, what do you think that market actually would fall for Lamar if teams were to give him an honest deal?
3: An honest deal has to start with a four in front of it. I mean, let's just be clear about mm-hmm. it, right? Here's the other thing. If the people, and there are, there are legitimate things that have concerns about Lamar. You know, the, that's never been a great passing offense in Baltimore. What receiver has he ever had? Like, right. what receiver has he ever had to throw to? The only one they thought was any good was Marquise Hollywood-Brown, and they traded him away at the start of the season because the Arizona Cardinals were so desperate to make Kyla Murray. In. So he hasn't had an A-plus wide receiver, I don't believe, ever that he's thrown to in his career. Um, and, you know, he's 26. I mean, he's 26 years old. Mm-hmm. And he's in his prime. I, I just, I find this sort of really weird. And, and I do believe part of this is hurting that he doesn't have an agent. I do think that's a part of it. But at the end of the day, you have teams that have had no quarterback and have been crappy for years. And suddenly they're not interested. Like, why, why is that? You're going to have to explain this one to me because I don't understand any
2: of it. Something that I think you can explain a little bit better than most out there is what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. How far along are those conversations? Do you think that this is close to a done deal?
3: Well, it's it's been three years of this with Aaron Rodgers, so I'd always take the over <laughs> for playing a bet at Caesars on how long this is going to play out. But here's what I know. They, went, they had the conversation, and that plane is back in New York. Now they're awaiting Aaron Rodgers' decision. And it's really up to Aaron Rodgers here. The Packers would like to move on. I believe that. You know, last year they basically did everything that they would have done to, uh, to make Aaron Rodgers happy, which included costing them Devontae Adams, which was fine for the Rodgers because they picked him up. But now the Packers, they're going to have to. That four year contract we signed last year was totally bogus. Okay. The back two years of that contract were salary cap hamburger helper, for lack of a better term. It's really a two year deal. And if they move on from him after this year, it's going to be much more of a dead cat hit than they do after next year. So the time is right for the 15-year marriage to come to a divorce between Green Bay and and Aaron Rodgers. So now the question is, does Aaron Rodgers really want to go to the Jets? Does Aaron Rodgers want to retire? Or is he going to stick around in Green Bay? Because if he says he's going to stick around, the Packers really can't say we don't want you (laughs) as much as I think they'd like to move on from him. So it's really up to Aaron Rodgers right now, and I feel like we're living in groundhog day for the third straight year with him and and, and what is going to happen with that franchise. And remember, I just put this in the back of your head. If he does leave, right, the only reason that Devontae Adams is a Raider is because Aaron Rodgers had the leverage, rightfully so, to demand the contract that he got. It cost them Devontae Adams. And now if he leaves after one year, so we didn't get – Devontae Adams. We had one year then. Rodgers, We didn't make the playoffs, and now he's gone. That's a really interesting end to what had been a pretty good career uh, and a Hall of Fame career in in Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. I wonder what his legacy will be with Packers fans if that's how it ends out. The the, the contract cost him Devonte Adams one year, and it cost him Aaron Rodgers.
2: I know that we don't know too much about him but how much confidence do you think that the Packers even have in Jordan Love because it's still he's still an unknown quantity when it comes to quarterbacking.
3: Yeah. Well they but they have to find out, right? That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh he was the 2020 draft choice. So what, 20, you know uh, this is year 4 and they have to decide whether or not they want to pick up his fifth year option. Like they have to know. So they he has to play this year. Uh he has to play this year. Uh, and by the way, you know the Giants, you know, if they it was a if they had sort of uh, just picked up Daniel Jones's fifth-year option instead of uh, instead of uh, letting it play out, you know, he'd be he'd be saving them a hell of a lot of money right now, and he wouldn't be having a four-year or really a two-year, eighty-two million-dollar contract, forty-one million per. So, you know, I think there's there's a sense inside the Packers organization we we got to know, and that's why they're hoping, I believe, that this is going to be. In, they're trying to be as respectful as they can to Aaron Rodgers, but I. This was the plan all along, in my opinion, to move on to Jordan Love after the 2022 season. And uh, it's just now sitting in Aaron Rodgers to sit up and make up his mind on what's going to happen.
1: Trey Wingo is our guest from the33team.com, also Caesar's brand ambassador here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And, Trey, one of the things that I always loved about your coverage was of the draft. I mean, you've always done yeah. a fantastic job with the draft, deep diving and little small nuggets that you would never think of. You always had them. So, of course, with the Raiders, we're always focusing in on the quarterback since they need one now for the first time in nine years. Are any of the big four quarterbacks, do any of those guys intrigue you to the point where you think that could be a guy Joshua Daniels could work with?
3: Yeah, and you you have a guy who's a quarterback whisperer, and that's the most important thing here. But it's it's so different, right? Like, if you're looking uh, at, the, at the big four here, let's start with Bryce Young. It's funny you use the big four with a word like right with a quarterback like Bryce, because big is the issue, right? <laughs> right. He's 5'10. He's about the same size as Kyler Murray. He's 204 pounds. Boy, I'd really like to see him put on 20 pounds of muscle. That would make me feel a lot better about Bryce Young. Then there's CJ Stroud. CJ, I believe, might be the purest. Thrower in, in the draft, and I, when I mean that, I mean that as a compliment, because they're mm-hmm. quarterbacks and their throwers. But I mean, he had at the combine, his I thought his workout was really crisp on the intermediate stuff. Now he was off on some of the long balls, but you know, you're working with receivers you've never been with before, and the timing on the long ball is the, obviously the most difficult out of all of those throws that you're going to make at the combine. So really, if you if you want to excel at the combine with the receivers, you have to get the intermediate and short routes, and I think he did a really nice job there. Will Levis has a cannon of an arm, but it felt like he was just at the combine showing how strong his arm is. And then there's the absolute outlier, which is Anthony Richardson, who might be the most athletic quarterback we've ever seen. I mean, he's Derrick Henry's size, and he runs a four-four. Right? I mean,
2: it's <laughs> right.
3: I mean, ridiculous, you know. And what he benches and everything, but boy, he's a he's a boomer bust candidate. Like I I I, uh, I would I would be a little leery of him until I see him develop a little more. I mean, Bryce is not going to throw because he's like, look at my game, film. He might throw at his pro day. He might throw at Alabama's pro day. But, you know, um, the question for me would be, do you want what you saw in C.J. Stroud, or do you believe that Bryce can handle the pounding of the NFL? Like, that? to me, if you're looking for a quarterback in the draft, that's the number one thing you have to sort of go through your head.
1: Yeah, I, I, was, I came away from it. I was already leaning C.J. Stroud going into the combine and then seeing the way he was throwing the ball out there and it looked real effortless. I came away as that's my number one guy. But for the Raiders at seven, they'd have to trade up to get C.J. Stroud. Uh, you know the draft as well as anyone. What do you think, how much draft capital do you think it would take to go from seven to, to maybe two or three to get C.J.? Well,
3: it, it really depends on how desperate you are, right? I mean, in 2017, the... Uh,
5: the 49 or
3: excuse me, the Bears moved up one spot and it cost them a first round pick to get Mitch Trubisky. Mm. You know, I mean right. that was to move up one spot, it cost right. them a first round pick. Um, you know, and then you saw what the Chiefs did and the uh, and the Texans did in that draft when they drafted Mahomes and obviously the show watch. Here's the thing you have to be most concerned about. You better believe with every data point that you have that this is the guy. Because there's about a 60% fail rate on quarterbacks taken in the first round. People always like, well we'll just get a pick. Like that's the thing with Lamar Jackson. The Ravens, well, if he leaves we'll get the two draft picks. But that doesn't mean you're gonna get the guy. Right. I mean, even when they drafted Lamar Jackson, he was their second first round pick, guys. They took tight end Hayden Hurst over over Lamar Jackson. And they thought Lamar Jackson was gonna be an NFL MVP. There's no way in hell they would have taken Hayden Hurst over Lamar Jackson when they had those picks. So they lucked into that on some degree. Let's just be honest about it. Okay. And if you go back and look at the drafts, let's just take the smallest sample, size because I believe you have to have three or four years to really evaluate a draft. Let's go back and look at the drafts between 2015 and 2018. Okay, The first two quarterbacks taken in the draft, all of them have changed teams except for one dude, Patrick Mahomes.
6: Wow. James
3: Winston and Marcus Mariota are looking for work. Carson Wentz is going to be on his fifth different team in five years. Uh, Jared Goff has moved on from the Rams to the Lions. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is... Out in the ether, Patrick Holmes is there. In 2018, Baker Mayfield, who knows what's going on with him, and Sam Darnold is on the Carolina Panthers, and they're desperate for a quarterback. So it's all great when you think you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, but the failure rate is a lot higher than people want to recognize.
2: Something else about this draft that I want to ask there. we didn't talk about him yet, Hendon Hooker. Do you think that teams should be worried about the age? Because I think it's a non-factor. It's more about is he going to be able to come off that injury healthy?
3: Yeah, the injury is a much more concern than the age for me, without question. Uh, and, and that's honestly, that's what the Combine has become. If you've noticed, a lot of scouts go to the Combine now for the medicals and the interviews. Yep. They do not do look at the drill. Like, look, I want to be clear about this. There, there's two levels to the Combine. The top prospects, the Combine is not as important as it used to be. The bottom prospects, it's incredibly important. Like the quarterback from Purdue, I thought, really elevated his draft status. Uh, with uh, with the way he threw at the combine. I, I think he needed that. The Bryce Youngs, the C.J. Strouds, they really don't need that, okay? So what the most important thing that comes out of the combine, and I'm glad you brought that up with Hooker, is it's all medical, okay? It's medical and the interviews. Like Trey Smith, who was a starting mauling guard for the Kansas City Chiefs and just won the Super Bowl, he fell to the sixth round because of medical concerns about his heart. And which turned out to be not an issue, and Kansas like, thank you, God, we got that guy on a, on a six-round deal, and he's a, he's a plug-and-play guy for our, our line. He's going to probably be there 10 years. So the, the most important things at the Combine are the things that most people don't see, the interviews with the players and the medicals, and that's becoming more and more important as the Combine sort of shifts in how we interpret that depth.
1: I agree 100%. And, man, I'll tell you, uh, being out there and, and listening to GMs and coaches talk about exactly what you just said, the interviews and, and all that, and the medicals and how important that is. Well, Trey, fantastic stuff as always. It's great to catch up with you. Uh, I know that you know, you're know you going to be ramped up getting closer to the draft, but uh, what do you got going on, 33rdteam.com, and also as a Caesars brand ambassador.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Also working with Pro Football Network, and i got a couple of other things in the works, but uh, we're getting ready to crank out a lot of great content. Uh, uh, you can check out, uh, I do a lot of boosts for Caesars uh, on the golf. we got the Players' Championship coming up this week. A couple of the boosts I've had. Uh, how about a hole-in-one on 17 and a max home at Compton finish? Nice. And how about this grouping? Uh, John Rom, Scotty Scheffler, and Rory McIlroy, they're going to be grouped together for the first two days. The other boost I have at Caesar Sportsbook, and you can check it out on the app, is that the eventual winner will come from that star-studded group. And just keep this in mind, uh, over since 2013, Rory McIlroy on the final three holes, the treacherous three holes of the Players' Championship, 16, 17, and 18, he's 26 under par, 11 strokes better than anybody else since 2013. So if he's in the hunt over the weekend, nobody plays that finishing stretch of three holes better than Rory McIlroy
1: nice don't don't bet against them is what you're saying <laughs> don't bet against them it's
3: out, it's out there for if you want to take a swing with rory on that the season sportsbook app pretty good
1: stuff there you go we'll definitely check it all out we'll trade fantastic work as always we definitely appreciate you we definitely
3: appreciate
1: you. you got it guys anytime take care all right, there he goes, Trey Wingo. It's always great to catch up with Trey, and you want to talk about an aficionado when it comes to the draft. We could have talked 30 minutes just on draft with Trey, but definitely wanted to dip into the Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers conversation as free agency comes up next week. And, and uh, DeMond, it's so... It's, I mean, it's It's exactly what he said, right? I mean, think about it. Just, just close your eyes and forget about the world that we live in and actually just think about this as you hear this. A 26-year-old former league MVP is potentially available out in the open market and quarterback-needy teams, including the Raiders, by report, and I know that those reports are whatever they are, are saying that they're not interested. That's pretty wild.
2: It's unfathomable. I can't think of any other sport where this could be happening. Right. Uh, Can you imagine
1: a in the NBA, like a former MVP, like the the Greek freak? Well, Giannis has become available. Nah, I'm good. Nah. <laughs> I'm good. We got AD. We're fine. <laughs> he, mi- he missed 10 games last
2: year. Right. It's too risky.
1: <laughs> yeah. No thanks. Nah. Hey, Steph's available. Hey, he's too short. I'm good. <laughs> you know, all he, all he does is shoot threes. I'm good. <laughs> no. Mike Trout,
2: with his real injury history now, right. if he was on the
1: open market, I don't think like, oh, half the league is just going to be like, nah, Mike Trout, we're good. Nah, it's all good, man. Nah, we're, we're into having triple layers. No, nah, I mean, he brings up a great point. So uh, many thanks to Trey Wingo. We definitely appreciate him. We want to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. We have another guest coming up at 4 o'clock. That's Paloma Villicana. Uh, she's going to be reporting in on uh, what's going on with UNLV. The Lady Rebels are at the uh, Mountain West Conference Championship game tonight at 7 o'clock. They got that game going on. Um, the men, they're taking on Air Force right now in a close one. So she'll join us at 4 o'clock. But we want to hear from you. Again, 702-365-9200. And the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. What would be your ideal way to build this Raiders team on both sides of the ball? What would you attack in free agency? What or who? And what or who would you attack in the draft? Let us know about it. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.
0: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q.
1: Got a tweet from Scott. I hear a lot of people wondering why no teams are talking to LJ. Technically, he isn't a free agent until next week. So isn't it tampering to talk to him now? Or did Baltimore waive that? Uh, Scott, thank you so much for that tweet. No, what we're talking about is the fact that they came out right away. At least the reports came out right away and said, oh, uh, we're not interested. Like Atlanta, Miami. I forget who Field Yates put out. There was a a list of five teams immediately, including the Raiders, uh, that said that they weren't. It was Falcons, Dolphins, Panthers, Commanders, and Raiders. All of those teams outside the Dolphins need a quarterback. And the Dolphins might need a quarterback as well, based off of Tua Tagovailoa. Now, the one thing I'll say is, I do believe that he put the Raiders on that list because Vinny put out the tweet that if you're wondering if the Raiders would be involved in Lamar Jackson, the answer is very unlikely. So I think Field Yates saw that and said, okay, the Raiders are out. Diana Rossini from ESPN, who does a fantastic job, put out the tweet, team source, the Las Vegas Raiders haven't eliminated any quarterback options, which doesn't mean that Vinny was wrong. Doesn't mean that he was right either. It means that both could be be true, like they, it's very unlikely that they go after Lamar, but as Diana Riuscini said, they haven't ruled it out, right? I mean, both could be true, so uh, it's not really that they're not talking to him because it'd be tampering, it's the fact that they the teams that come out uh, apparently already and said that they're not interested. Where it's really strange, he's a 26 year old former league MVP, dynamic is all get out. I know that money is a lot, but again, like I've said a thousand times, all you have to do is dip your toes into the water and say, hey, uh, this is what we're willing to offer, what, do you, what says you? And if they say no, it's not enough money, all right, well, you tried. Cool, you're out. Go in another direction. But there's nothing wrong with doing that. Now, one thing that is going on that uh, I have heard many times, including to Vinny, and we'll talk to Vinny tomorrow on the show, is the Raiders don't want to, and I'm sure other teams, don't want to do the legwork for the Baltimore Ravens, get the contract all worked out and, you know, agreed on, and then Baltimore says, oh, hey, thanks for doing the work for us. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and sign up to that deal. But, again, man, if if Baltimore really wanted this cat in the building super bad, I feel like it would already be done. Like, this to me has been two years too long going back and forth with Lamar Jackson on this deal. And when Deshaun Watson got that damn deal done in Cleveland, uh, everyone in Baltimore should have said, oh, Damn. Our bad. We blew it. Should have got it done beforehand. You know what they say, DeMond? You study long, you study wrong. Well, they studied, studied long, and they studied wrong. And now they are in that situation. So thank you for that tweet. We do appreciate you. And we want to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. You can call in and chime in on Lamar Jackson if you want. Or you can stick to the subject that we're talking about. What would be your ideal way to build this Raiders team on both sides of the ball? What or who would you attack a free agency? What or who would you attack... In the draft, 702-365-9200. Robert of Portland, you're up first. What's on your mind, brother?
6: Yeah, guys. Uh, you, you asked Wingo uh, what it would take to move, you know, let's yes, say sir. number four. Yep. Uh, bottom line is Brugler's already solved that. It would take the seventh-round pick, thirty eight pick, which is their second round, and yep. the, and the 20, 24 first. That's what uh, – Fourth uh, position would require to get Richardson. And I think that's a joke. So I'm going to tell you exactly what Jackson's worth: 45 and 16 record. That's what he had. His uh, Murray's contract with the Bidwells was 230 million. Uh, 160 million is guaranteed. That's real world. They're camouflaging this for one reason. Bisshie knew the day uh, Deshaun got his money. He went off the Richter scale for one reason. He knew this was going to happen. He knew that gave what Jackson needed to hold him up, and he doesn't like being held up any more than any other owner. But I'm still not recovering from what the, uh, Snyder did to uh, the Raiders owner, Mark Davis. I think this is Mark Davis's opportunity to give these guys a you-know-what, especially Bishotti. And you say it right, Hugh. Go for it. So, so they don't get them, but go for it. Offer him two hundred and thirty-one million, like uh, your, your guest yesterday said. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, if they, if if uh, if Jackson holds that accountable for Vashadi, Vishotti, Vashadi's not going to want to pay it. I just know that guy; he's not going to want to pay it. But, but, you know what the fans will say? Give it to him. So that's what's going to happen. The Raiders need to worry about quarterback next year. I know you want to trade up the number four and get Richardson, but it's going to take too much. You're going to trade your 2024 first, you're going to trade your second rounder, number 38 pick. For what? For, I mean, you're going to take a guy that you're going to roll the dice on? Wingo just told you only one guy, and that's Mahomes, is still around. With his team in the last from 15 to 18. I mean, my God, why why roll the dice on that? You're better off upsetting the NFL. And if you don't get Jackson, you play out the string, solve your positions. I don't care if, they, if Carter falls to seven or maybe six. Grab him. That gives you a, a you know just a immovable immovable object in the middle of your defensive line. That helps. Crosby, that helps, you know, everybody. That's what you got to do. Simple as pie, yeah, no, it isn't. But that's what you got (laughs) to do if you're Mark Davis. You got to give these guys the middle finger for what they did when they uh, released all that information. I don't know who in the NFL was involved with that. I mean, we'll never find out because it's all been covered up. But I still haven't recovered from that, and I know JT hasn't either. That was bullshit.
1: All right. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Robert, got to keep it clean, man. It's radio. Not serious, XM. you have to call JT's Mad Dog Show. But I get to what you're saying. Thank you so much for the call. We do appreciate you. And for the record, I'm a C.J. Stroud guy. Uh, And I was saying that C.J. Stroud is my number one quarterback, and I would like to see the Raiders go get him. But to your point, I said it was going to cost too much capital to move up and go get him. Uh, But ideally, that's who I would like to see if they draft a guy. I would love to see him go get Jackson. Uh, I'm with you. Go ahead and throw the money at him. And the worst they can say is no. Or they could take it back to Baltimore, and Baltimore says, okay, fine, we'll do it and cave, but at least you tried. So I'm, I'm actually with you 100%. Uh, I'm, I've never been the Anthony Richardson guy. I'll ask about all the quarterbacks. I'm not a Will Levitt's guy either, but I'll ask about him. I'm intrigued by him because many different draft uh, draft experts, like a Dane Brugler from The Athletic, have – Will Levis mocked it number seven, and so I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm all right with, with all of that. So uh, we're just kind of uncovering every single quarterback out there. But when you call in, brother, you got to keep it clean. Do appreciate the call. Let's uh, go out to the phone lines again at 702-365-9200. Hardcore Raider, you're up next. What's on your mind, my man?
0: Hey, you want to talk about collusion? How about the Gruden emails? But uh, I'll, I'll leave that alone. Hey, I just want to say, uh, we'll start out, I want to say, First of all, you and DeMond, man, you guys are a great blessing to uh, all of us in Raider Nation, and I mean that from my heart. I mean, I could tell you stories going back to, uh, you know, was it 98.7 the game or whatever it was back in the Bay, but uh, you guys are killing it, man, and I just think that I'm not saying this, you know, uh, for whatever reason, but I think you guys are night and day uh, just so much better, not just because I'm a Raider fan, but, um, you know, so I always appreciate the dialect and stuff. Uh, with that being said, I mean, dude, you always say go with your gut, right? And yep. your gut was from from the get go, uh, talking about defense. And I, I know we've had some other subjects and and headlines and things to talk about, but I, you know, I think you're right. And I'm an offensive guy. I'll be honest with you; like, I almost always want offense. But um, mm-hmm. you're right. We gotta we gotta go defense. You know, if if we do an, uh you know the Jimmy G experiment, even if we backload the contract, if we were paying 15 million, I mean, that only leaves us like 25 million left. You know, and that's maybe two studs, maybe two guys in free agency. And I just don't think that's worth it. So to go pay a mediocre to average quarterback that may not be on the field 30-plus uh, mil a year, I just think that's ridiculous. We're not at that point. And, you know, you you know, I'm going to give you your kudos because, like, I was I was kind of big on Jalen Hurts. I liked him, not just because of you, like my own analysis. Um, I, I, I didn't think he was going to get drafted before we picked in the second round. And he got taken out from under our wings, man. And how many mm-hmm. people besides you? I'm not trying to toot your own horn, but I'm just calling it like it is. Not too many people out there w- saw something in Jalen Hurts that you saw, you know. And that was again your gut feeling, and you know as well as research and stuff like that. But like that, so this is where I'm at. Like we got to get two, three studs at free agency. Um, maybe an offensive lineman, but go heavy on some defensive guys. And then in the draft, uh, you know, I've made it known, but I've done my own research as well. And my Jalen Hurts guy this year is Hennon Hooker. I think he is the best quarterback in this draft. And I know it sounds crazy. People are going to think I'm crazy. He's not going to last till the second round. I think at best, if you look at the first round and the picks, I think he might last until pick 18 when uh, the Lions or Tampa Bay or the Mm -hmm. Seahawks have a second pick. I think one of them will snatch him up. They'd be crazy not to. Like. I'm a nobody that's done the research on him, like from his footwork, his arm throwing, his accuracy, decision-making. I mean, his bullets are on point. There's a reason why the dude only has five interceptions in two years. (laughs) And he beat Bryce Young, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. And so, like, everybody's sleeping on him and hyping up all these other guys. I'm excited because, you know, I'm not saying we should get him at seven. Maybe we trade back a little bit and still get him. Yeah. But the fact that all the – and I like C.J. Stroud. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not going to shy away from that either, but – uh, I just don't think he's going to be available. But I really think Henan Hooker is worth the shot. So the point is my draft guy would be Hennon Hooker, trade back, get another second-round pick. There's some guys in the second round that I really like. Uh, I'll throw it out real quick. Offensive tackle Darnell Wright. That might yeah. be, these are all guys that might be available in the second round. Mm-hmm. So Darnell Wright, uh, Sika, Ika, defensive tackle. Third-round defensive tackle Byron Young might be available. Linebacker Henry Tooto, linebacker Derek Hall. And cornerback Tyreek Stevenson. I think all those guys will probably fall the second round. I think they have a lot of potential. And there's more guys than, than just them that could be available in the second round. So if we got an additional second round pick, there's gonna be some studs and potential super studs that could be available for us to pick up. And maybe even a, a tight end like you're talking about. Maybe, you know, Darnell Washington falls to the early second round. You never know. And then maybe that'd be a, a better pickup than some of those other guys. But I'm just saying that you know, I I think we have options as long as they don't go out and make a mistake by overpaying somebody like a Jimmy G. Yeah. So keep up the great work. I appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll see we'll see how the Raiders do this draft if they do
1: it right. Let's no doubt. Good, good stuff, good stuff. And Hendon Hooker is a guy that I know they like, right? The Raiders definitely like Hendon Hooker, and, uh, you know, you're right about him not getting past, like, a Seattle. I could see Seattle, especially after they just signed that three-year deal with Geno. I could totally see them going and grabbing him, and I think it would be smart going and grabbing them in the first round with their second pick, having a fifth-year option on them, letting them sit behind Geno. Of course, they're going to build that contract so they can get out of it after a year or so if they have to. Uh, I think that would be a great location landing spot for him. But he threw a lot of touchdown passes, the very little interceptions. Uh, The guy's a phenomenal quarterback. And matter of fact, we'll hear from him before this hour is up. As a matter of fact, we had an opportunity to talk to him at the Combine in Indianapolis. So uh, I think you're right on with that. Uh, There's some of those uh, players that you mentioned that could be available in the uh, second round. You mentioned uh, Ika. Uh, Ika was a a LSU guy, big dude He's a big dude, he went to LSU and then he transferred to Baylor Played under Coach Dave Aranda So uh, he doesn't really get after the quarterback But man, he could plug the hole and stop the run (laughs) That's for sure, it's like putting a a finger in the dam And stop the water from uh, leaking through That's exactly what he's going to do He's a big fire hydrant type dude, man You think Andrew Billings was big Short, stout, but big Ika's even bigger, uh, as far as, like I said, short and stout So thank you, Hardcore, for that call Let's go ahead and get one more call in How about Nash in Houston? Welcome to the show, what's on your mind, my man?
7: Hey, really appreciate it, man. Hey, first talk quarterbacks and then free agency. But quarterbacks, again, I, uh, you know, I live here in Houston, and again, everybody's talking about Head and Hooker, so he will go late in the first round, mid to late mm-hmm. first round. I mean, yep. I wish, <laughs> I wish everybody would be quiet on him, but, but I, but I think he is. I'm like you, C.J. Stroud. When I see C.J. Stroud, I see Justin Herbert. That's who I see. Okay. Uh, uh, so you know, again, and again. I think it's going to be very interesting because, I mean, again, Ziggler and McDaniel working together as a team, you know, they're probably they're not going to just fall in love with somebody. Where I think if Josh McDaniels, like when he was in Denver, or, uh, you know, uh, Gruden, they could fall in love with somebody and do crazy things. But I don't think they'll do that with those guys doing that. So, I, again, I, I like the idea of, of, of uh, Hooker, if you can get him later. And then, again, going to with Stidham just for the fact that, I just don't think there is going to be a huge market for in I mean, he had two games that were pretty decent, right? And uh, so I, I think you can get him at a reasonable price. And like the last call just said, I mean, forty million sounds like a lot, but again, you sign some free agents, you sign uh, Jacob's back. I mean, that money goes away really fast. But uh, and then uh, one last comment about Anthony Richardson. To me, again, uh, he reminds me too much of uh, of Blake Bortles, like you mentioned before. It's like you know, great measurables. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he did great against Baylor in the bowl game. Everybody fell in love with him. I mean, everybody fell in love with Richardson because he did in his shorts what everybody thought he would. So, but uh, specifically, you talk about free agency. Again, I'm going to go defense. That gives me flexibility in the draft to go to best, you know, best available. So here are my guys uh, and going in each level. So uh, from Denver, uh, Jermont Jones on the defensive line. Uh, linebacker David Long from Tennessee, mm. and then uh, in the secondary, uh, Von Bell, somebody who can actually cover a tight end. Yeah, and and we need those. So that that's what uh, that would be my game, my game plan. And then heck, just uh, best available, and again trading back and, and trying to get Hooker.
1: There you go. I like it. Good stuff, man. Definitely appreciate the call from Houston, call from H-Town, and Clayton Toon is a guy that I had an opportunity to talk to as well at the Combine. He's the guy that, you know, I, I know that he's pretty intriguing. He's a later round draft pick as far as a, 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 wire, a quarterback goes, but uh, Clayton Toon was a guy that uh, we did I definitely had a few minutes to, to talk with uh, at the podium there in Indianapolis. Let's go ahead and take one more call real quick, and then we'll take a quick break. Passionate Raider, you're up next. Go ahead and hit us, man. What's on your mind?
5: What's happening, Q? What's up, DeMond? Hey, man, Q? I'm a, I mean, if you really think about the money aspect of what, what Lamar's asking for, man, I've been thinking about this all day, and I just think the NFL do not, does not want to make another mistake like they did with Deshaun Watson. And Agreed. Letting, and letting players dictate, I, I just don't think they want to do that, man. They want to keep control, and they're going to keep it bottled in. So I really think all the owners have been told, you know what, let's just step back, let's let's Baltimore do what they're going to do, and he's probably going to end up back in Baltimore. But believe me, if we could land Lamar Jackson, <laughs> you better—why not? I mean, we we sell the, the price of water and the price of Modelo's at Allegiant Stadium is enough to pay that man. So hit that <laughs> man with a hit that man with a ten-year a ten-year contract like they did Mahomes, he has no tax in Vegas. In McDaniel's, go be a coach. There's your quarterback, 20, what, 26 years old, but another thing, though, that makes me about Lamar, want all this money is, the past two years, yes, he has, it's football, everyone gets hurt, but he hasn't had those dominant seasons to where he's he's doing the, I, I told you so, right, right. it's kind of the other way around, so he, he's kind of playing a, a hard game right now, but I just feel the NFL is going to keep this bottled up, because they're not going to let it happen again, I just, that's just what I think, man, and. I think we build this defense up, get us a quarterback again. Don't trade those picks up, man. And and I, I like Richardson. I like Hooker. I mean, the more you see Richardson and what he did, I mean, dude. I mean, just 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 imagine if he is if he's going to be it, and we pass on him like, damn, again. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm all in trying to throw in for Lamar, man. I mean, the offense is there. Plug that defense in the draft. I mean, McDaniel Ziggler, go coach him up, man. Let's go play some football, but we can definitely, definitely, definitely afford Lamar's Yes, You know right. what? Thank you. You won't have to worry about fans selling their tickets if Lamar's in town. I bet that let's go. There
1: goes There you. goes Passion Raider. Thanks for the call. And I, I agree. I think if Lamar was, was a starting quarterback for the Silver and Black, man, there would be so many fans that were so eager to go see him that you wouldn't see as many people selling their tickets. I agree with that 100%. And that's part of it. I know that's not all of it. If you worry about the fans, you'll sit with the fans. But, man, I'll tell you right now, that is part of it. I was in the hallway today at the radio station, and we were talking with a, a couple of guys in promotions and, and Demo Dave, and they're like, hey, man, this is a different animal here, man. You've got to have star power. you got to have someone that people want to come see or people aren't going to want to come see. Those people. And I I, I agree 100%. You got to have star power. The Raiders have it at the wide receiver position. They have it at the running back position. They have it at the tight end position. They have it at the defensive end position. They need it at the QB position. Would love to see it. Thanks, Passionate, for the call. 343 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back. You'll hear from Hendon Hooker, hardcore Raider. That's his guy. You'll hear from him next. Red Nation Radio, 920.
4: You're listening
0: to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
1: Last week was blessed to be in Indianapolis for the scouting combine, thanks to Boyd Gaming. Bryce Young, we got a chance to talk to. C.J. Stroud. Vinny got a one-on-one with C.J. Stroud. We talked to Houston quarterback Clayton Toon. UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Tanner McKee from Stanford. Will Levis from Kentucky. Quinton Johnson, wide receiver from TCU. We also had an opportunity to talk to Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. I know this is hardcore Raiders Guy, this is his sleeper. This is the one he's calling as the quarterback that the Raiders need to select. Here's Hendon Hooker at the scouting combine last week.
4: I'm blessed to be here. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity, something I've dreamed of you know, since a kid. Uh, so, you know, continuing to control what I can control, uh, keep my confidence as well. Um, but you know that mental side of the game, elevating that mental side of the game however I can. Uh, continue to rehab. Finally, being able to do total body workouts um, and put some weight on that leg. Uh, so. Um, I'm excited to get back to throwing this week. you gonna be the very first quarterback whole time. No, you can't say that now. Nah. You still got you still got OG T T Martin, you still got OG Pay Manny. Uh, those are two of my mentors. So uh, you know, I'll come third to them.
3: Hendon, have you met with the Raiders yet? Yes, met with the Raiders. How did that go meeting with Josh and yeah, Dave? It
4: Went great. Went great. Um, you know we had a lot of conversations, um, you know, just about getting to know me and then uh, talking ball. Um, I had a great time. What mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, first and foremost, my leadership. Uh, you know, connecting with everyone in the building, gaining that trust, and knowing how to communicate with any and everyone uh, there, and then just learning. Like I said, those are the, the biggest parts. Uh, the football comes comes uh, after that. The biggest question about your people. Oh, oh yeah, um, you know, just control the offense. You know, as you can see on film, a lot of times I make a lot of, a lot of protection calls, uh, make a lot of checks at the line. You can see run the pass, pass the run, um, and then I can make every throw. The, the way that we run our offense, the, the wide splits, those are all grown men throws. Like, I'm not throwing any five yard outs. I'm throwing big boy balls. Yeah, I watch that too so. because he goes the ball. Yeah. yeah, You know, everybody, everybody can throw the ball. Um, you know, everybody's a, a great quarterback. You know, uh, But you know, my consistency and my accuracy, as you can see on film, I was sixty, completed sixty-nine percent of my passes. So I continue to be accurate and get the playmakers the ball. That's where they go. Um, you know. Anything that I ever you know when I ask him he's gonna you know, give me a great answer he always does He's a great football mind he's a great person as well um, So I remember asking him and Eli, you know, what what are some steps that you took to? Um, you know get your teammates to have that same hunger and drive as you do for the love of the process. Uh, and they gave me some, some great answers. I won't give the secret sauce out, but uh, they gave me some great answers, and I, I applied those, and, and it helped us out the season. And have you had a chance to discuss, uh, meet with the Dallas Cowboys yet? Yes. yes I I talk about what it would mean to be able to join that organization but also learn behind Dak who also successfully came back from the devastating League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be huge. You know, uh, running from Dak. is a great quarterback watching him for a very long time. Um, love, love a lot of the things that he does, you know, in his game. Uh, like that cerebral side is huge. You know, like I said, I want to be a sponge when I come in. I want to learn from any and everybody, however I can. Uh, expect to be healthy, 100% uh, around camp time. So, how uh, big of a role does film study play in preparation? Huge, huge. I spend. I spend countless hours, you know, in the facility or at home. Yeah. Me and my roommate Joe Miller spend a lot of time watching film. Uh, I spend a lot of time watching film with coaches by myself. Uh, my preparation is, is ridiculous. If I sat here and told you my, my whole weekly process, we run out of time. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge advocate on uh, preparation. I don't want to be prepared for any and every situation. You mentioned that you will be throwing week. Yeah. Um, I mean, is there much that you can do. Fifteen, um, uh, like fourteen. That's for uh, there probably is, but you know, I wouldn't want to take a chance. You know, I would rather my knee be 100 percent where I want it to be, so that I can have you know, a long career.
0: Hey, man, I know you mentioned you haven't met with the New Orleans Saints here in Indy, but have you spent some time with them over the course of the off season? And what have been your impressions of the organization?
4: Yeah, course. yeah, spent some time with them. Um, you know, great organization. Uh, you know, great people, great football minds. Uh, we really just got a get to know me um, type of situation, and. Uh, talk a little ball but it was was a great process did you have an existing relationship with cody burns already from your year together yeah he was at tennessee um and spent a lot of time with him he was telling me about his quarterback days uh, at auburn Uh, uh, you know he's he's a great he's a great guy and a great football mind as well Uh, he implemented a lot of a lot of good plays for us at tennessee uh, you know working our faith what do you make of that Knoxville to New Orleans sort of pipeline that you've seen over the course of the past few years? Yeah, it'd be cool. It's a cool, cool pipeline. Um, I have a, a you know, c- communication with every one of those guys. Um, and uh, you know, I had dinner with Elante Taylor last week. Uh, he came out to, to California and he was working out, so I came up and had dinner with him. We, we talked about some of the things that he encounters down in New Orleans. Yeah, no, I haven't met with him here at the combine. Um, and I think that will be huge, uh, you know, just to see, you know, how he has progressed through his career uh, is amazing. You know, you never can stay the same. You're either gonna get better, or you're gonna get worse. And, you know, he's made it, he's made it, uh, you know, clear that he's he's much better. And uh, you know, I want to, I want to uh, continue to excel to my career exactly how he did. hard if you could go in there and make an impact. know, go against the best. That 2021 defense from Georgia was uh, was pretty dominant. You know? Uh, I remember talking about Kobe Dean. Uh, he was getting the sideline to sideline. He was tough. And then uh, Trayvon Walker. He's a monster as well. i
1: like a lot of about
4: like I mean, I can't, I can't help that defenders can't guard my receivers. <laughs> so my job is to get them the ball. And yeah, okay, yeah. So a lot of these questions about one-sided reads and stuff. We have pure progression routes uh, it's not my fault my first read is getting open um, but we have um, you know pre-snap looks one high two high Which side double footwork combo um, you know we have uh, pure progression with an alert with an option uh, so you know any of these these questions you know they're, they're cool and all but if you really dig into our office and actually watch the film you would understand
1: there you go Hendon Hooker right there uh, explaining everything from his health Uh, His leadership, I love when he was talking about his preparation – You know me, DeMond. I'm a preparation idiot, right? I mean, I believe in over-prepping, over-prepping, and over-prepping. And when he's talking about his film study and his preparation, that's music to my ears. Uh, And that's one of the things, and I know Hardcore Raider asked about it when he said, you know, you saw something that Jalen Hurts that a lot of people didn't see. One of the things that I saw in him that I really respected was the work ethic. That's what you get right there from Hendon Hooker, the work ethic. I don't care if you're not the most talented dude in the room. You ain't got to be. If you got the work ethic that will outwork everyone else – That's all I need. That's all I'll ever ask for. That's all I'll ever say about myself. It's like, hey, I might not be the most talented dude in the room, but you ain't going to outwork me. And so a guy like Hedden Hooker, hearing that he's in that film study like that, I could appreciate that because that makes me feel like he's a guy that's going to have the ability to continue to get better and grow at that position. So, I mean, I know he's coming off the ACL. Uh, I, I don't think that he should do anything and try to rush himself back Be 100% healthy, right? And so uh, if uh, if a team like the Raiders were to do like Hardcore said and trade back and get him, I think it would be smart to get him in the first round, just like I thought it would have been smart to grab Jalen Hurts in the first round. Get that fifth-year option. The quarterback is one position you want to have that fifth-year option on. That's what Baltimore did with uh, Lamar Jackson. It's smart, especially coming off the torn ACL. Give him time just to get better. I like that, and I know the Raiders like Hendon Hooker. I would have no problem with them making a selection on him, and they obviously have to have a a bridge guy in between, you know. So, would you go with the Jared Stidham? Would you go with other? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't even want to continue to pound the table and say Jimmy G because it sounds like I'm advocating for him when I'm really not. Uh, I just they'd have to go in some direction. So, what would it be? But I thought that uh, that that sound right there from Hendon Hooker was A1. Uh, Before the show's over, we'll hear from Tanner McKee, the Stanford quarterback. I'm not sure if Paloma's going to join us. UNLV is in uh, overtime right now uh, with Air Force, so I'm not sure if she's going to join us next. With an 8-point lead! An 8-point lead? 74-66. Seventy four sixty six. There you go. Well, they might be advancing. At one moment, it looked like they were going to lose. Now, uh, now it looks like they might win and move on to uh, the day two uh, in the Mountain West uh, Conference tournament. So we'll effort her. We'll shoot a text to see if she's available. If not, we'll hear from you. Raider Nation 702-365-9200. What would be your ideal way to build this Raiders team on both sides of the ball? Would you attack? Who would you attack? What would you attack in free agency? And who and what would you attack in the draft? Let us know about it. It's Raider Nation Radio nine twenty.